Good day, TN listeners. Today we discuss a recent High Court application that was filed in the Peter Marisburg High Court, seeking an order to strike out evidence and dismiss certain charges brought by the prosecution against Mr. Pandey. The case, Toshin Pandey versus National Director of Public Prosecutions, case 4477-2018-P. Hector, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on the Legal Ease show. South African listeners will know that Mr. Pandey featured prominently in the news recently. But what was this court application about? On the 26th of January 2018, Mr. Abrams, who was at the time the National Director of Public Prosecutions, communicated his decision to prosecute the applicant for fraud and corruption. Subsequent to this decision, an application was brought. In this application, Mr. Panday asked that the decision taken then in terms of Section 22.2c of the National Prosecuting Authority Act 1998 on the 26th of January 2018 in the Durban Central Cares 781-2010 be reviewed and set aside. What were the charges the accused were facing? Mr. Panday in Cares 781, along with Colonel Navin Madhu and Captain Ashwin Nariprasad, who were members of the South African Police Service at the time, are alleged to have defrauded the SAPS. This concerns the supply of temporary accommodation to members of the SAPS during the FIFA World Cup, where Mr. Panday's company, Gold Coast Trading CC, was the only vendor who did business with the SAPS and charged inflated rates. And were there any further charges resulting from the first case? Yes, it is alleged that there was interference during the investigation of the first case, CAS 781, by the then South African Police Provincial Commissioner, Lieutenant General Ngobeni. The allegation is that she instructed the then Head of Investigations, Major General Boyson, to refrain from investigating a case against Mr. Panday. Here, CAS 386 was opened and investigated in that regard. The decision not to prosecute this case was taken by Ms. Noko from the NDPP, who held the position of Director of Public Prosecutions in KZN. Hector, were there any further developments in the investigation? Yes, there were further developments in the matter, as it was alleged that Colonel Madhu, on behalf of Mr. Panday, tried to bribe Major General Boyson to quash the initial case by handing over 1.43 million rand to Major General Boyson. This led to the arrest of Colonel Madhu in CAS 466. On the 21st of October 2014, Ms. Noko made a final decision not to prosecute this case either. Did this mean the investigation was now complete? No. Like a sequel in a movie script, there was another turn of events, as Mr. Panda now tried to fraudulently unfreeze the funds, which he claimed was due to him as a result of the transactions by his business and the SAPS. Here, another case was investigated in CAS 122. What cases were to be prosecuted and which were declined? Apart from her decision not to prosecute under CAS 386 and CAS 466, Ms. Noko took a decision not to prosecute Mr. Panday under CAS 781, 
which was the initial and main case of fraud. This was the decision which Mr. Abrams reviewed under Section 1795D of the Constitution, read with Section 222C of the Act, leading to the questionable decision. Section 1795D of the Constitution provides, The National Director of Public Prosecutions may review a decision to prosecute or not to prosecute, after consulting the relevant Director of Public Prosecutions and after taking representations within a period specified by the National Director of Public Prosecutions from the following, the accused, the complainant, any other person or party whom the NDPP deems relative, and Section 222C of the Act provides, in accordance with Section 179 of the Constitution, the National Director may review a decision to prosecute or not to prosecute after consulting the relevant Director and after taking representations within the period specified by the National Director of the accused person, the complainant, and any other party whom the National Director considers to be relevant. The term review used in the context refers to a mechanism used by the NDPP which revise a decision by the DPP and not a judicial review. The decision to prosecute is not susceptible of review under the Promotion of Administrative Justice Act 3 of 2000. It may only be invoked if it offends the principle of legality. However, a decision not to prosecute would be reviewable under PAJA. Could you explain to us what the principle of legality entails? Because the impunged decision involved the exercise of public power, the principle of legality applies to it. A decision based on the principle of legality has two features. Firstly, the decision-maker must act within the law and in a manner consistent with the Constitution. He or she, therefore, must not misconstrue the power conferred. Secondly, the decision must be rationally related to the purpose for which the power was conferred. If not, the exercise of power would in effect be arbitrary and at odds with the rule of law. The first feature is to act within the law. This includes that the decision-maker is empowered to make such a decision and does so in accordance with the precepts of the empowering provision. The second feature is that all exercise of public power must be rationally related to the purpose for which the power was given. Mr. Panday submitted that Mr. Abrams complied with neither of these features. Hector, this is of course a very technical case and as you know, we aim to bring about better understanding of the law. Can you also explain legality and rationality? With regard to the issue of legality of the decision, it is alleged that Mr. Abrams failed to consult with Ms. Norco before reviewing her decision not to prosecute, meaning that he did not comply with the empowering provision which required prior consultation with her. The issue appears to be the aspect of consulting, more specific, clarity from the decision-maker Ms. Norco. So the question becomes, was Ms. Norco consulted as required by the Act? The answer is yes. There was adequate consultation with Ms. Norco, and the reason being there were not less than seven sets of memorandums forwarded 
among all the staff in order to indicate this. In regard to the failure of rationality, this relates to the recordings of the intercepted communications. These were obtained after the order was made and subsequently extended by a designated judge under the regulation of interception of communications and provision of communication related information act. So certain issues affecting the evidence which can legitimately form the basis for a decision on the aspect must be addressed. After the answering affidavit had been delivered by the prosecution on the 31st of May 2019, Mr. Panda applied to have the respondent's affidavit struck out. Alternatively, 50 paragraphs to be struck out on the basis that the contents constitute inadmissible hearsay and or argumentative speculation and or vexatious and or scandalous behavior. Accordingly, the application to strike out lacked merit as the evidence did not meet the stringent test for striking out. Thank you. What other objections were raised by the applicant? He alleged that when the intercepted material, which was in possession of Crime Intelligence SAPS, was released to him and his attorney, the prosecution had as a result breached attorney-client privilege, as it could be heard in the recordings that they were busy discussing the merits of the case and they were privy to hearing the basis of his defence, which would result in a failure of justice. Was there merit in this allegation? Accordingly, there was no merit in this, as the material was to be used in CAS 466 and not CAS 781, which was the main case. CAS 466 only pertained to the attempts to improperly influence the outcome of the investigation, so this objection had no basis. To summarise, Hector, what was the order of the court? In short, the application is dismissed with costs, meaning the application was unsuccessful, Mr. Pande pays the state's costs. The application to strike out is dismissed with costs, meaning the application was unsuccessful, Mr. Pande must pay the state's costs. All reserves cost to be cost in the cause, meaning the costs that were not awarded during litigation to be awarded at the end. Until next time, listeners, take care and keep well.